Hi everyone, welcome to Zoomies, your dog podcast. I'm Adriana Milne, a local dog trainer, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on Radio Karen. Today, our first doggy chat is going to be about what is socialization. So, there's a lot of controversy in regards to what socialization is. People think usually it's just to introduce puppies and dogs to other dogs. But in fact, there are so many different experiences that ideally you like to introduce your young puppy to, bit by bit. And if by six months of age, they could have seen quite a lot of these things I'm going to mention to you next, would be so awesome. So they'll be relaxed, you know, in your environment and stimulize out there. Which type of things you start introducing your puppy to? People, adults, babies, toddlers, children, noisy children, teenagers, seniors of both genders of you know, sexes and different ethnicities. So people, if you could have, once you get your puppy and have got the two vaccinations already and you can start inviting your neighbors, next door people coming to your home to say hi to the puppy on a nice calm manner. And if ideally they could visit uh, two or three people, new people a week, you know, by the time they're six months of age, they'll be so friendly towards other people. And it's just a very important thing because you don't want people... Um, dogs shying away okay um, so which other things people in uniforms like the posty have you ever seen uh, when dogs get so excited when the motorbike of the posty comes to the front of your house and start barking and you know really trying to lunge at them especially if you're just coming like outside have just finished walking your dog and you go home and then the post is there and if your dog is not familiarized to the color of the uniform orange you know the motorbike sounds or in a stranger in, in your garden you could really start behaving and be funny you know so that's a great chance to make friends with the postie and what about giving uh, treats from when the postie comes around for your dog the veterinary staff, very important because um, you might have a chance to do puppy school at your local vet and that's a great staff for the puppy. But on a regular basis, just dropping by, saying hello, putting your puppy on a scale and see how much weight has put on a week to the next and saying hi to the vet nurses out there, you know, get a little treat and off you go. So you don't have necessarily to just visit your vet because there are procedures involved in your young dog. You can just come, say hello during your walkies and just buy and carry on, go back to your normal routine. Um, and then other objects, we're going to just touch some today because it's such a long list. Uh, raincoats, umbrellas, sunglasses. Do you know that when you train a dog, it's a bit hard when you have sunglasses on because you need to look into your dog's eyes and sunglasses, you know, they can't see very well your eyes, but it's good to get familiarized uh, and they get to see sunglasses. Don't forget to live uh, in a safe place around your home because if you leave sunglasses on a low coffee table, the dog thinks it's a toy and bye-bye your expensive sunglasses, okay? But just that reflection is good for them to get familiarized when you put it on on a hot sunny day. Hats, helmets, um, that's some of the clothes and people that people wear. Other things, mobile things, things that move very fast. People jogging, skateboards, cyclists, scooters, swings, skipping ropes, flags. You know, things that move very fast that your dog's likely to want to chase, your puppy. 
And if you got a working dog, you really need to spend quality time uh, tackling cars as well, things moving fast, bicycles, because uh, the tendency of the working dog is one to chase. Um, you know, they've got a, a high instinct of chasing things, like the ones that come from bloodlines and the farm environment. They are just used to nip at the heels of sheep to keep them together. And so you definitely want to be sure they introduce kindly to bicycles and Sometimes even the wheels of cars can make a border call you want to chase and run after. So their exercise, they need to be done very carefully and tenderly, okay? So animals as well, like cats. If you got small pets at home, birds, you know, or cats, or if you have horses on a gistman, it's nice to introduce a young dog to these animals as well very carefully and slowly because that's going to be part of their life. And if they just get to see them later in life, you know, that's going to be a bit spooky for them. So make it nice, make a positive association, give a little treat reward and keep um, a distance of the pet that's comfortable with. Don't try to push it too hard towards something they're a bit afraid of. Give a comfortable space and uh, reward, reward calm behavior. And if you think it's a bit scared, move a bit away and just tenderly, calmly approach again, okay? One thing at a time. You might need just some time. So other thing that I was going to talk to you today, the second chat um, of Zoom is today is about uh, dog parks, the off-leash dog parks. And this I have a lot to say because um, before I became a dog trainer, I actually used to do dog walks, um, the slow, like the lead walk and the off-leash park. So some of these dogs used to come to my classes and then uh, they used to come and join the small groups that I used to take on my van. I had a doggy van that had paws, a very cool design that one of my customers did for me. It was incredible. You could see like a kilometer away the design and the graphics. But then what happens? Um, don't forget the dog of leash parks. Um, they are not the first place that you want your puppy to come to. When you have uh, your puppy, you really want to start taking to a proper qualified dog trainer puppy school and start socializing the dog the right way. Because if you only take the dog to the dog park, the puppy to the dog park, don't forget you can't control, you just can't choose the puppies or dogs that are going to be present at that particular space. So you really need to understand a lot more dog body language and interactions, how they approach each other, the way they play. So um, you just can just uh, know what to do in a doggy park. If your dog hasn't been taught recalls, you really need to start from scratch, teaching a foundation exercises, dog looking at you for attention, rewarding. Uh, there's some exercises that I do with mine, like the dog is in, they are like, look at me in the presence of distractions and starting with little recalls, following my hand, getting to sit when you come back to you. And uh, so it's really important. So what has happened about dog of leash areas? Before COVID, uh, these people had much more chances to take dogs for education and uh, have joined puppy classes and dog training schools. But since COVID, it was very hard to, to get education because everybody was locked away, the classes stopped, there was everything on Zoom. So just keep aware that um, you really need now that things reopen. And you see a lot of scenarios that these people out there are just, just taking your puppies to the dog park and they just don't have any foundations. Just leave it there and pray for the best. So you just really want to make sure that you understand that you can't control the environment and things can go wrong. Some areas in the council areas are lucky to have small 
puppy fully fenced areas and um, small dogs, so they are not above a certain size. But some others, you're lucky to even have a fence there, and all the breeds and sizes are represented at the same time, put together. So you really need to ideally have a qualified dog trainer to teach the basic skills for your puppy or young dog first before considering going to the dog park. Because if something goes wrong and you haven't got a fully fenced area, and the dog can just keep taking off and it just doesn't come back to you, could cross the road and get hit by a car. And if your young dog get introduced to a dog who is not experienced with young dogs, um, it could, you know, find itself in a bit of strife there. So I really have to emphasize that socialization really needs to be very careful. There are some people who haven't got any idea or what socialization is, they just think, take my dog to dog park, release, and pray for the best. So we are trying to really, the more you understand about dog body language, and the more you learn about dogs, and we are here to try to help you, you know, the best scenario is going to be out there. And not all dogs are suitable to the dog of leash park, okay? So uh, we will continue talking a little bit more about this topic uh, in further in coming weeks, but it's just um, an introduction to the subject, because you could talk for hours about this. Um, so now we're just going to a short break and uh, we'll be right back after these radio announcements. And you're listening to Radio Karen. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Zoomies, your dog podcast on Radio Karen. I'm Adriana Milne. So let's talk about an event that's going to come up this following weekend. The Pet Show, Saturday the 25th of March and Sunday the 26th of March. So uh, there is going to be at the Melbourne Showgrounds. And for tickets, you'll find online at thepetshow.com.au. All possible breeds... Um, and species of pets are going to be represented. They're going to have talks and educational and displays at the dog town, the cat town, and the small pet town. So we're going to be, they've sold about 5,000 tickets, guys, up to now. Can you imagine? That's going to be one of the biggest pet events ever. Previous to that, um, we're used to having the Dog Lover Show, and the Dog Lover Show is going to be in October this time. But this one is celebrating our pets out there. Okay, so now I wanted to talk to you about some dog training tips. I wanted to share some insights about some dog training tips. One of the topics then is going to be dogs and children. So I have some uh, recommendations and some tips to give you in regards to children and dogs. Um, Sometimes you see kids uh, below 10 years of age walking dogs alone on the street I have a bit of um, it does worry me this aspect sometimes because if the child is alone there's no parent guidance beside if the dog get excited and lunges at another dog this child is not likely to be able to restrain you know I find it unsafe and I really think that ideally the council should put a limit on the age of a child who walks a dog alone on the streets um, so I think at least 10 years of age, but after having had some guidance from the parents, some parent guidance. 
So I believe that no child under 10 years of age should be left unsupervised with dogs. Emphasize that the dog should only be socialized with children when under direct supervision of a responsible and knowledgeable adult. The dog should be taught how to behave around children and under the supervision of an adult as well and should be reinforced for our calm, friendly and polite behavior. This dog should always be provided with a safe haven, some place where the dog can get away and be left in peace without being bothered. So parents, adults should teach children to treat the dog with respect and gentleness. Children should be taught not to run around wildly, screaming or waving arms. Because when you've got dogs like in a backyard running free and you've got like children running crazy and with arms like waving, especially in a certain height, a lot of dogs will come jump up on them and could put the child down. And this sort of high arousal environment can really excite the dog. And sometimes the young puppies can start nipping the kids in the ankles. And definitely that's something you do not want. If there are a group of children coming to visit, supervision of the group may be difficult. So it's better to shut the dog away from the children for the duration of the visit. Ensure the children cannot let the dog out. If the dog is eating his dinner or chewing bones, he should always be in an enclosed area, his safe haven. So this will ensure that there are no issues that arise over resources, like resource guarding problems, and the dog thinks he needs to protect and risk the children um, it will be very much minimized. Toys can also be an issue with some dogs. The owner should always ensure that our play is strictly supervised. That's why it's so important, like we're talking last week, when the dogs are playing to practice play and settle, play and settle. So the dog don't get so highly aroused that, you know, could stop biting, play nipping, kids and even adults' hands. Um, so stop immediately and calm the situation when things get a bit over, you know, out of control. And redirect both children and dog to another less stimulating activity, like swap toy with a treat, and let's go into the house and give the dog a chance to rest. Children should be taught safe games that they can play with their dog, like catch, find it, tracking, or tricks, okay? So um, another topic that um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today, and it's just the first part, because this is, can be a very vast uh, subject, is uh, how do you give, um, trying to be like a new dog, a new puppy came to the house, and we're trying to be a nice life coach for your puppy, to try to teach uh, boundaries and nice manners around the house. So puppies need boundaries. Puppies and dogs learn via consistency and you few, the owner, establish a routine in the household where all family members behave the same way around your puppy and set up some safe boundaries for your puppy around the house. It will learn very quickly and be set up for success early in life. Other thing is do no harm. No punishing the puppy whenever it gets it wrong. They need to learn how to do right first. Punishment spoils relationships and creates a negative association with you, the owner. You really want to create a strong mutual bond with your puppy based on trust, proper guidance, love. For example, no yelling or hitting the puppy or saying no with a cranky voice. And definitely no using choker chains to walk your puppy. 
And the reason um, we don't want you to say no is because if your puppy does something wrong and you say no, like it is a verbal punishment and it's much better to teach the puppy what to do the right way, show how you want the, the puppy to behave around certain circumstances and reward when he does correctly. Do you remember when you were in school and you had teachers that if you did a mistake in class, they you say, oh, too bad, you're doing wrong, you're no good. You know, this really stays uh, in your mind and you feel bad about. But remember the teachers, which ones are the ones you have more favorite, uh, found memories from? Were the ones that rewarded you? That when you did nice and you're really striving, putting a lot of effort in your task, they said, great, that, you know, like they really praise you. That's the ones that really you have great memories from. Yeah, and you learn much quicker that way. So that's the same with dogs. Okay. Um, other thing I wanted to mention is environment management. If you manage the environment where the puppy lives, so the puppy can't do so many mistakes around the house when you're not around, um, so you're going to be guiding the puppy into developing good habits and rewarding the puppy whenever it does well. So the chance of having a well-mannered puppy will be a much, much bigger. Okay, so like not leaving chocolate um, in a remote control, like your glasses on a coffee table very low on the TV room if the puppy is around and you're not you're cooking tea because everything potentially can be a toy for a puppy. And if you're not around, you just can't manage the scenario. You know, uh, there's other things that you have to be very careful when you're not around and your puppy is having the, the run of the room, like power cords, you know, electrical points, things connected to electricity. So you really need to have like environment management of the situations and set you and your puppy for success. Uh, puppy resources. You are in charge of the puppy resources, the food, the water, and the toys. You can use other resources to, so he can enjoy life rewards to teach your puppy good behavior. So which type of resources you can use to teach your puppy good behavior? Anything that motivates the puppy. Exercise, praise, play, affection, interaction with other dogs, freedom. It makes sense for the owner to demonstrate guidance for the puppy and communicate effectively with him in a manner that he will understand. That is, by teaching him that appropriate behavior will be of benefit in gaining access to the resources he desires. The toys, the food, for example. We can use all these resources to reinforce good manners. Now we're just going to go for a short little break and we'll be with you in a TED. Okay, see you soon. Don't worry about a thing Because Atticus Health will make you feel all right don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry about a thing don't worry. <laughs> Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Hi everyone, we are back to Radio Caron and we are running the podcast Zoomies. 
Okay, do you know that lots of dogs doing zoomies, like if they've been inside the house for quite a while and like on a rainy day or you just work all day and then you release them outside or you take them to an open area and they run crazy. They go all over flower beds and just go nuts. <laughs> This is part of zoomies. It's just a release of energy. That's the word. And I love it. Sometimes they do zoomies inside the house as well. Like some of my clients have shown me with their dog. I find it very funny, but... My Kelly, there's no way she's going to do zoomies on the couch, on the bed. No way. Now, I want to talk to you about a certain dog breed. Each week, I'm going to try to cover one dog breed. And this week, we are going to talk about a cute little one that's a pocket rocket, the Jack Russell. He is from the Terrier group. Okay, so the, Ken the Kennel Club Association Australia, the Jack Russell is a Terrier. So what about the temperament of Jack Russell? Is a cheerful, merry, devoted and loving dog. It's spirited and obedient, yet absolutely fearless. Enjoys games and playing with toys. They are very intelligent, but they can be very strong-willed. Very trainable and able to perform impressive tricks. They have even been used to movies, uh, you know, and to the theater. Yeah, Jack Russell's very, very good little actors. <laughs> This breed needs an experienced dog owner. Sometimes you find uh, elderly people, uh, they love having Jack Russells. Nothing wrong. The only fact, they have much more energy than you would believe. So the person has to be aware that as long as they give them enough exercise, you know, and mental stimulation, it might suit the house okay. Otherwise, be prepared. So be sure to socialize the Jack while very young. He has a very strong hunting instinct, stronger than your average terrier. And for this reason, it may not be suitable with all the pocket pets in the home. So if you already had rabbits, guinea pigs, and you're thinking getting a Jack Russell, mm, it might not be a great idea because they are little hunters. This hunting dog loves to chase, explore, bark, and dig. Only let it off the lead if it's very well trained and in a safe area, especially on a fully fenced off-leash area. He'll get restless and destructive if he's not get doesn't get enough exercise or activities to occupy its keen mind. Jack Russell's climb, which means they can actually climb over a fence. They also jump. I'll never forget something when uh, the old days when <laughs> pet pals when I started my business I did pet sitting a lot of pet sitting and I remember very clear this little Jack Russell that I went to pet sit in Aspendale Gardens and the fireworks so he didn't have access to inside of the house so i was giving out the feeding and doing everything i needed to do in the backyard but the only tiny little weedy problem was that fireworks happened and this jack russell actually jumped the fence petrified with the noise so um, the neighbor saw him and luckily i was chasing on the streets and someone kept him inside the backyard and i was able to bring it back to the house So that's how much a little Jack Russell can clear even a seven-foot fence, believe it or not, but it's true. So the Jack Russell thrives with a job to do, and the Jack Russell is a working terrier, okay? The health problems they have, they are prone to dislocation of the kneecaps, inherited eye diseases, and something called leg perts, that is a disease from the hip joints of small dog breeds. He'll do best in a home with a good-sized backyard, as he's a very active dog. Exercise, yeah, he's a pleasant companion and 
needs a very much a great amount of exercise, needs to be taken out on long daily walks, enjoys good space to run, hunt and play. Life expectancy around 15 plus years of age. And the grooming. Comb and brush regularly with a firm bristle brush. This breeze is an average shader and obviously bathe when necessary. Normally, in terms of bathing, well, I tend to, to bathe my, that's not a Cocker Spaniel, she's a gun dog, and she needs obviously grooming and clipping um, six to eight weeks of it, you know, each time. So that's the average. Origin. The breed was named after a clergyman named Reverend John Russell. It was used as a small game hunting dog, particularly for red fox, digging the quarry out of its den in the mid-1800s. Some of the talents of the Jack Russell, hunting, tracking, agility, and performing tricks. So I think that's the end of the show for today. So thank you for listening to our podcast, Zoomies. And please send us some feedback. We would love to have you participating and to hear some topics you like us to cover here in the program. We, you can send uh, text messages to us, to the station, okay? And so I'll see you next time. And bye! <laughs>